All right, what is up? Welcome and thank you for joining me on another episode of the Chris Gates Fitness Podcast. I am Chris Gates and I'm here to talk about uh, a pretty interesting topic. This week, I want to dive into the topic of what diet plan or diet strategy or I don't know, genre of diet is going to be best in terms of building muscle. There's been some recent research that is really interesting regarding uh, maybe some approaches that traditionally uh, we've we've pushed back on in terms of their efficacy, in terms of building muscle and doing it in the most optimal way possible. Uh, so I want to dive into that research, tell you a little bit about it, and then also do some pros and cons between different dietary approaches that we commonly take. So um, a traditional approach with animal protein, maybe a non-traditional approach with something like a vegan diet or a plant-based diet. I want to compare all of those different approaches and break down what might be best for you and if nothing else give you some good background information on what the research says and what we can practically take moving forward in terms of how to structure a diet to build muscle. So with that, I want to dive in, but before we dive into all the nuts and bolts of building muscle and dietary choices, I want to start with the thought of the day. And as a parent now, uh, this this thought has been top of mind for me for a while. And um, I know there's a lot of parents out there listening. If you're not a parent, you may be one in the future. So this is just a good nugget for you to hear and store away in the back of your mind for if and when that phase of life happens for you. But what I've been thinking about a lot over the past few months is as a parent, you do not have to give up sleep in order to find time to work out. That's often what happens uh, as we as parents uh, try to break down our day and find windows of time to do certain things amidst working in your career and then the kids coming home and managing all of that every single day. You don't have to give up sleep though in order to find time to work out. What you need to do is stop scrolling on social media for three hours a day. Stop watching two to three hours a day of Netflix or different TV shows or movies that you like. Stop playing video games for two to three hours a day and allocate some of that time to the gym or to your own personal fitness. It's pretty simple. I just solved the problem for you, okay? Um, And I'm not saying you have to totally eliminate those things completely to then be able to focus on your own personal fitness and your health and wellness, no. But if it's important to you, you need to reallocate your time, you need to get a little bit better at scheduling things out so that you're able to prioritize your health and fitness in addition to continuing to do those things that you enjoy. But parents are so chronically sleep-deprived, especially in the early stages of uh, your children's lives, right? When when they're one, two, three, uh, different things come up, uh, and, and oftentimes they're up throughout the night for various reasons. And getting a solid night's sleep can be difficult, but you you got to stop making it more difficult than it needs to be on yourself. So 
you know, a thing like when the kids go down for the night, maybe that's seven o'clock at night, you have the opportunity to wrap your day up pretty quickly and get to bed yourself, not stay up for the next three to four hours watching TV that puts your bedtime at like 11 o'clock at night. And then you're waking up at 5 a.m. the next day and you're not really getting good sleep. You're up one to two times throughout the night. Those scheduling things as parents were not often the best at, or maybe we just don't make the best choices. And it's hard. I'm not saying it's 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 easy to do that because you don't you do want time to just kind of dive into those hobbies or things that you enjoy that kind of take your mind away from the stress of the day. And I think that's very important. But if you're also trying to prioritize your fitness, it's very important that you take some of that time and allocate it appropriately so that you can get in your gym time, your running time, your walking time, whatever it may be. And you're not at the same time sacrificing sleep because sleep is, uh, you know, I've talked about it a ton on this podcast. I have several episodes specifically about the importance of sleep and putting together a sleep routine that's going to promote quality sleep. Um, we know how important sleep is for our overall health. So um, it's just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. I, I'm certainly not perfect with this, uh, and I'm, I'm still a very new parent, but I've, I've found that scheduling and holding myself accountable to the schedule that I set because that schedule is tailored towards the things that are truly important to me uh, is is huge. And, and that trickles down to anything else with this health and fitness stuff, right? Like if you want to make a change, if you want to lose weight or something like that, a, a form of scheduling could be meal prepping for the week. So when you do meal prep, you have a very consistently solid week in terms of hitting your nutrition goals every day. But then if for some reason you don't meal prep uh, one week, that week turns out to be kind of a train wreck, right? It's all over the place. Scheduling ahead of time, getting ahead of things as much as you possibly can is really important. So let me just reiterate one more time. You do not have to give up sleep in order to find time to work out. What you do need to do is stop investing all of your free time, all of your available time to things that aren't your own personal health and wellness and fitness. Give yourself some of that time. Take an hour a day away from watching TV or scrolling on social media uh, or listening to podcasts, you know, what the hell. And give that to yourself by way of your own time uh, to work on your personal fitness. I think that'll help a lot and I hope that was helpful. So with that, let's dive into the topic of the day, which as I said at the start here is going to be what is the best diet for building muscle? Is it a plant-based diet? Is it an animal protein diet? Is it the keto diet? Is it the carnivore diet? Uh, let's dive into what diet plan is best. And I will give you a hint right off the top here. There is no one diet plan that is best. Uh, there is probably a dietary approach that's best for you, but there's nothing that the research says that hey, this is the most optimal thing to do. There's a lot of variability from person to person, and it's all about finding what works best for you. And in today's episode, I'm gonna outline what all of those different dietary approaches look like, 
and what the research says about how some of them may or may not be effective in terms of building muscle. Let's dive in. All right, so let's start with the traditional approach. And the traditional approach is uh, what I mean by traditional is eating a diet that includes all of the macronutrients and all of the food groups, right? So you're eating protein, fats, carbohydrates, and you're getting protein from animal protein. So animal-based protein sources like chicken, turkey, steak, ground beef, meat is what we're talking about here. There has long been a claim that if you want to build muscle, eating meat is going to benefit you more than eating plants. And we'll get to the plant-based piece of this topic uh, in a few minutes. But um, that theory has come from the fact that animal protein sources have a higher concentration of amino acids that are essential to building muscle. So the, the, the logic here is, is pretty straightforward. If you need these amino acids to build muscle and animal protein sources have them in vast amounts, then you're a fool to not eat animal protein if your goal is to build muscle. Makes a lot of sense. And there is some short-term research that suggests that this is this is true, right? There's a lot of research out there that says, um, you know, as we compare animal protein diets to uh, plant-based or other diets, um, that turns out to be the most optimal over time. And uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. But we can also look at some other dietary approaches and some new research that has come out uh, that suggests it might not be as black and white as that old theory suggests. So let's dive into that next. Now, can you build muscle with a vegan diet and a plant-based diet? There's some new research that's really interesting on that topic. And much of the research that occurred on this topic that showed animal protein was clearly more beneficial for building muscle than plant based approaches or a vegan diet, um, was a, a research study that evaluated the short term. It didn't look at a long-term study on the effects of people eating both different dietary approaches and seeing how that played out over time. And honestly, like in, in exercise science and exercise research, it's very hard to get those long-term studies because you need people to volunteer to be part of these studies. And the longer a study gets, the less practical it is to have people actually participate and stick to the study protocol from start to finish. So if you're doing something longer than you know, 12 weeks, is that realistic? And is that even gonna get approved depending on what the, the study protocol is uh, to, to be seen through and, and accurate from start to finish? It's very, very hard for that to come together and, and for us to get research that, uh, that, that gives us a, a good look at long-term um, long effects. And, and that applies to everything. So it's not just diet when we're looking at exercise research um, for nutrition too and supplementation. Like most of the studies we have are shorter term studies and probably no longer than 12 weeks because of that practicality, because of the approval process and because you know, that's just hard. It's it's hard to control variables for that long of a period of time. The studies that there are a lot of review type of studies that um, can give us maybe a, a larger look at what the research says on a given topic and, and, and look at, 
you know, 10 to 20 to 30 studies that all focus on a similar topic and we can piece those together to maybe get a more holistic look, but it's just in general, very hard to get long-term studies. So that's why there always has been this uh, impression that animal-based protein sources are going to be superior to plant-based protein sources in terms of building muscle. But there's a 2015 study, um, and this is a good example of that, that said eating plant-based protein sources resulted in, quote, a lower muscle protein synthetic response when compared with several animal-based proteins. Presumably, the lower response was due to plant protein providing less of the amino acids that are necessary to optimally build muscle. And we talked about that before. Uh, mainly leucine is the amino acid that is lacking in plant-based sources. Uh, but this was not a longer-term study. So uh, there are two new studies that suggest either an animal-based protein uh, or a plant-based protein ap approach can work relatively well if your goal is to build muscle. So uh, some of these new studies, shout out to the Mass Research Review for uh, putting together a review of these studies that helps me uh, get to talk to you about them. A study published in February of 2021 compared two dietary approaches over 12 weeks of training. So that's a pretty long study to go back to what we just broke down about study design and, and long-term studies. 12 weeks of training, both diets, animal-based and plant-based protein sources, both diets resulted in comparable increases in lean mass and strength. And another study, which admittedly is only three days long, showed positive results uh, as well when subjects consumed a high-protein diet and supplemented appropriately. Um, now, I'm not going to go into the specifics of the study design of these uh, these research studies, but I do have links to them if you want to learn more. If you uh, go to my website, click on articles, there's an article titled, Can You Build Muscle with a Vegan Diet? And I have all of the research linked in that article. You could also go to Google and just search Chris Gates Vegan Diet and you will find it there. And um, you can click into those studies to learn more about what they looked like. But uh, this new research is is pretty significant in terms of helping us essentially realize that to build muscle, it might just be up to you in terms of what you prefer from your diet. And then we can move forward to figure out how to pull that together and piece that together and build a diet plan that's going to work for you. So with that knowledge that we now have, let's dive into the pros and cons to each diet. And again, these are animal-based protein diets and plant-based protein diets. Talk about the pros and cons and from those help you figure out what might be best for you. All right, so while these findings suggest a plant-based diet is probably or maybe as viable for building muscle as a diet that is predominantly or per primarily animal protein-based, um, I think it's important to consider a few caveats. So while plant-based protein sources may be as effective at building muscle, the, the plant-based approach probably involves a little bit more work. Uh, a little bit more attention to detail and maybe a little less room for error in terms of chasing your goals for building muscle. And I'll explain why. So if you choose to go on a plant-based approach, or if that's something that you're already doing, um, you're likely going to have to find ways to supplement your diet to get the necessary amino acids that support muscle repair and growth. I mentioned that before, that in particular, leucine is something that is lacking in a lot of plant-based protein sources. Um, so you're going to have to 
ideally find some plant-based protein sources that are high in leucine or supplement uh, with something like BCAAs to get leucine and the other essential amino acids to building muscle. So right there is a piece where you can, if you compare plant-based and animal uh, protein, with animal protein, you're just eating the protein, you're getting everything you need. If, if you're doing plant-based, you probably have to eat that way and also maybe do it in a specific manner or supplement in a specific way. So it's an extra step and just something to consider. Um, there's also the digestibility of plants and digestibility turns to absorption and how our body is able to actually utilize the amino acids that are in plant-based sources. And plants are just harder to digest than animal protein for, for humans. Uh, so that kind of favors animal protein as well. Uh, in terms of what may be utilized best by your body to build muscle over time um, with a consistent protein uh, source in your diet. So another one where you know it's it's potentially going to add another step for you because we talked about you may have to supplement in order to get those amino acids and then also consider the fact that plants don't digest and absorb as well in the body as animal protein does. Um, the studies that show promise for the plant-based approach um, have subjects eating a pretty consistent amount of protein throughout the day, three to four large servings uh, a day. So that may be necessary as well. But I, I will say, you know, if you want to effectively build muscle, I don't care what approach you're taking, you should probably do that. You should probably have consistent servings of protein throughout the day um, to promote to promote muscle protein synthesis and, and give your body what it needs to repair and grow from your training sessions. Um, and then the last piece here is kind of the, the, the after effects of building muscle. So when you build muscle, you, you in most cases have to put on body weight and when you're putting on body weight, some of it's going to be body fat. That's just part of it. Um, and, and often what the, what the, the cycle looks like in terms of a, a training cycle. Uh, you build up, you build up, you build up for a period of time, you gain weight, you build muscle, and then you get to a point where you want to shed some of the excess body fat that you put on throughout that muscle building process. Um, now, when you want to do that, if you're on a plant-based diet, it may be harder to cut down um, while keeping your protein high just because simply plant-based proteins that are high in protein uh, are typically going to come with um, extra carbohydrates or extra fats where if you compare that to an animal protein diet you know you, you have something like chicken where you know if you have to cut calories and you have to do it from carbohydrates and fats while keeping your protein high in order to maintain the muscle mass that you've built uh, you can just have some chicken breasts, which is essentially all protein and no fat or carbohydrates, and it, it makes that process easy. So if you're on a plant-based diet, it's just another another item to consider that it's going to potentially be a little bit more difficult, potentially involve an extra step or two for you to do it effectively. Um, so we'll dive into the coaching cues now. And, and to be open and honest, I've, I've believed the previous research for years, what we started off with at the top of this episode, where um, animal protein is just better for building muscle than plant-based protein. I, I always believed that. I always, <laughs> uh, I, I had said that many, many times on social media and to clients. And 
I think from a practicality standpoint, I, I still think that that's probably true. But this new research is really interesting uh, to paint the picture of it's it's not the end-all be-all that you would think. Plant-based uh, approaches can work just as well. You just need to be a little more dialed in. So I talked about practicality and uh, the, the reason I think an animal-based protein diet is going to be more practical than a plant-based protein diet is just that um, it's easier, you know? And and in most cases, it, we're not, <laughs> if you're listening, you're probably not a bodybuilder. You're probably not trying to compete or be the most shredded person on earth at the Olympia on stage. What you are probably trying to do is build muscle, feel good about yourself, look good, and be happy. And um, with that being the case, a lot of people... With that, uh, with those goals, don't really want to have to micromanage every aspect of their diet. It's just not. It's just not something people want to do, right? And it's completely understandable. Uh, you got other stuff going on. Like talked about at the beginning of this episode, you may have kids. You may have a lot of other responsibilities with your family and your career um, that that make micromanaging your diet not possible. So. From a practicality standpoint, if you're eating a more traditional diet uh, with, and again, that means animal-based protein sources, uh, you're, you're going to get the uh, essential amino acids that you need to build muscle. If you're eating enough protein every day, if you're eating enough calories every day, and if you're training hard, it's going to happen for you. You're going to build muscle. Uh, on a plant-based diet, you can absolutely 100% go that route. You can do a vegan diet and build muscle, train hard. Uh, and do all of the same things that people on a more traditional diet can do. Uh, it just may involve some extra steps. So if it's something you're thinking about, uh, something you're interested in, those are important considerations to make. Are you willing to put the extra steps into place to craft that type of diet, a vegan diet, to fit the goals that you have? Something to consider. It really is and. um and that's the main reason why I wanted to put this episode together is just talk about practicality because at the end of the day, this is not, like I said, this is not um, everything <laughs> to any of us, uh, to any of our lives. It's just a piece of our lives and, and let's make things practical and as easy as we can. So to wrap things up, here are four main points I want to give you if you're considering a plant-based or vegan diet for building muscle. I want to break down four points that are going to be crucial uh, to making that work for you. So number one, you need to be consuming enough protein. And this applies to any dietary approach. Generally speaking, a, a high-protein diet is the best place to start. One gram of protein per pound of body weight every day. That's a general recommendation. Uh, we can also go in a number of different ways. If you are not consuming much protein at all, simply consuming more protein is going to help you build muscle. So I like to start people off, if you're not focusing on protein at all or if you're not eating very much and you know it, try to get two triple digits. Try to eat 100 grams of protein a day. Give that a shot. Uh, beyond that, you can shoot for one gram of protein per pound of body weight uh, beyond that. And then the, the last thing I'll mention is, you know, that one gram of protein per pound of body weight is a general recommendation. It doesn't necessarily apply to everybody. Uh, because, you know, think about that. If you're 350 pounds, um, 350 grams of protein a day is a lot. And it's 
probably not necessary or needed uh, to to build muscle effectively. You could probably consume less protein, allocate more of the other macronutrients like carbohydrates and pro, uh, carbohydrates and fats to your diet to give you energy to train hard. And then you'd see your training improve and you'd still be eating enough protein and you'd be able to grow. So um, the, the last recommendation I'll give you on how to consume enough protein is if you are very overweight or obese, take your height, calculate it in centimeters, and then eat that many grams of protein a day. So you may be 170 centimeters tall, and if you're 350 pounds, I would recommend you eat 170 grams of protein a day as opposed to trying to hit 300 or 350 a day. For you know, it goes back to once again practicality. That's much more practical, and it's also probably all your body needs. So that's number one. Uh, number two, consistent servings of protein seem to be ideal, and we talked about that a little bit before. So uh, spacing your protein out somewhat equally throughout the day uh, is going to help if you're on a plant-based diet, and 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 this once again applies to either dietary approach. Uh, but maybe even more important for a plant-based diet in terms of building muscle. So um, if you're trying to get 170 grams of protein a day, maybe you do those in 30 gram increments throughout the day or as close to that as you can just to make sure you're having uh, consistent protein intake throughout each and every day. Number three, your training program needs to be structured appropriately and you need to be consistently challenging yourself and training harder and harder over time. This is what we call progressive overload. And once again, this applies to any dietary approach in terms of building muscle. So uh, you need to be challenging yourself to grow. Otherwise, None of this diet stuff really makes all that much of a difference because you're not going to be training hard enough. You're not going to be, you have to give your body a stimulus that makes it respond and say, oh, that was hard. I need to grow to better respond to this in the future. And lastly, your recovery needs to be dialed in. So try to get seven to nine hours of sleep. Keep stress levels low, hydrate, do things like that. I hope you found this episode helpful. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon.